Welcome to this week's podcast, The Tower Pod from St. Mary's Marston Mortain with Lidlington. A message from the Gospel and a thoughtful sermon each week. Do subscribe and also like and review on your chosen platform and share with your friends. Thank you and God bless. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him saying, he saved others, Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you were the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Father God. Amen. When I lived in America, I attended a church that held a Christmas service in July. The first time I attended this service, the surprise of it took my breath away. What on earth was going on? There was no advent build-up, there wasn't the hustle and bustle of a crib service, and there was no worry about the preparations for Christmas dinner. The service was a simple celebration of Jesus' birth. All the extra stuff had been stripped away. The service was beautiful. I asked Sue, the pastor who led the service, about this afterwards, and she explained that the birth of Jesus was probably a bit like the service that she had just led. Her service was significant only because, only to those who attended church that day, but to everyone else, it was just another Sunday service. Jesus' birth was only significant to his family at that point. Everyone else was busy getting on with their own lives. They had no idea that this little baby, so helpless and ordinary looking, was going to change everything. For those of us that have accepted Jesus into our lives, his presence can be taken a little for granted especially when things are going well. We may say our prayers, we may worship him, 
and we may do our very best to live the life we are called to, but we can forget how awesome he is. Today is Christ the King Sunday, a day that is set aside for us to remember the sovereignty of Jesus. It is in some ways a little like having Christmas in July, a day that is ordinary for those who do not know of its significance, but for those of us today, of those, sorry, but for those of us here today, it is a day to pause and let the majesty of Jesus really take our breath away. Today is also Safeguarding Sunday. When I first heard this, I was a little troubled. Could I do justice to both of these themes or should I just choose one to focus on? Thankfully, God is good and a way came forward to me as I looked at this week's readings. This morning's passage from Jeremiah opened with the line, Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. This is a stern warning from God to the earthly kings. These bad shepherds have failed to attend to the needs of God's people who have been mistreated and driven away from him by a lack of proper care. God is serious. This is not good enough and those who are responsible for this evil doing will be held accountable. God, who is ever faithful to his people, promises to send good shepherds who will care for his people so that they will no longer feel fear or become dismayed or lost. This is what safeguarding is all about. We, as Christians, are called by God to be good shepherds. We may not be kings or queens, and we may not have any royal powers, but we are called to love one another in humble service. In fact, the Bible, of, the Bible reminds us of this frequently. For example, we are told to protect the weak by James, while Proverbs tells us to speak up for those whose voices are not heard. Micah tells us to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. And Luke reminds us that Jesus wants to follow his example of leading like a servant and to put away our ideas of grandeur. He reminds us that we do not need special gifts or talents to safeguard the weak and the needy among us, but we do need to tend them. As I've been reflecting on what Christ the King means, I couldn't help thinking about King Charles. His kingship was heralded soon after the death of his mother, the Queen. The period of mourning that followed her death was full of pageantry and tribute to her life of public service. The Queen's death and her lying in state were so very different from the death of Jesus, as we heard in this morning's Gospel. Earthly kings and queens die with royal dignity, but, the, but Christ the King was given no such honour. No, he was left hanging on a cross in a place called the Skull a place where the condemned died in horrific and undignified circumstances. 
We are perhaps prepared to hear of Jesus' crucifixion during the Easter weekend, but it is a little startling to hear it on the cusp of Advent. It is a little bit like hearing the Christmas story in July. It's unexpected. Hearing Luke's account of the crucifixion right before Advent reminds us that Christ the King, Jesus, our King, knows what it means to suffer. Unlike sovereign rulers on earth, Jesus did not live in a palace and reign from afar. He did not lead a privileged life protected from the harsh realities of false accusations, of attempts to shame him, of injustice. No, Christ the King is the King that reigns beside us. This was demonstrated again, time and again throughout his human lifetime, but also as he lay dying on the cross. Here, in the agony of his own death, Jesus continues to minister to those around him. Jesus asked God for forgiveness of those who are torturing him. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. This plea to God is an extraordinary act of love. How can these people not know what they are doing as they strip him of his clothes, as they mock him, as they crucify him. That Jesus would petition God for their forgiveness in the middle of his own pain and suffering demonstrates the kind of king he really is. Death by crucifixion was designed to dehumanize those who were condemned to it. The very fact that it was ever invented highlights just how far humanity had fallen. I wonder if Jesus' words penetrated the hearts of those involved in his death. I guess we'll never know if they changed their ways, but we do know that God's mercy was available to them if they chose to accept it. Now we don't know much about the men crucified alongside Jesus except that they were criminals. I don't think it mattered too much to Jesus what their crimes were. What mattered to him was that they turned to him. And this is true for each one of us. We must keep turning back to Jesus each time we get things wrong and humbly ask for his forgiveness. God's mercy is always available to all of us. There are no exceptions. It is never too late to right the wrongs that we do. Nothing is too big or too small to warrant God's grace. And if you need convincing of this, just listen to the words of Jesus' reply when the man on the cross next to him asks to be remembered when Jesus comes into his kingdom. Truly I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Christ the King is not hidden away in some palace reigning on high. He is right next to us as we worry about the mistakes that we have made. He is right next to us as we wonder how we will cope with the rising costs. And he is right next to us 
as we feel scared or lonely or vulnerable or sick. Jesus loved as God loves. And we, rem we need to remember that when life seems too difficult or too cruel. The power that belongs to Christ the King is not found in his ability to command armies or in his ability to condemn a person to death. Jesus' power is found in the love that he has for us. Nobody is forgotten, everybody matters. Through our baptism, Christ the King reigns in our hearts. We are the good shepherd that God promised to raise up and tend his flock. When we do this, we all play a vital role in safeguarding the vulnerable people that might otherwise be overlooked. Jesus showed us how to reach out and clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, to care for the widow, the orphan and the prisoner. When we reach out and touch the unclean, the marginalised and the sinner, we do so in the power of Jesus. Today is dedicated to Christ the King and it is Safeguarding Sunday. It makes sense that these two themes go together because when we draw close to the needy, we draw close to the kingdom that belongs to Christ. Amen.